Previously on Riftwick, Lupix and Gorf assisted a very discombobulated Doric. After a series of investigations, it was discovered that he was being impersonated by a doppelganger so that his weapons could be stolen and sent out to the Red Cardinal. Hi there, my name's Nathan, and I'm the Dungeon Master of Riftwake. I'm Caden, and I play Gorif from the Heim, a Dwarven Paladin. I'm Josh, and I play Lupix Montibia, a Tiefling Druid. I'm Remy, playing Morris Pembroke, Human Barbarian. I'm Mitch, and I play Valmar Windark, F Elf Bard. Eventually. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and welcome to Riftwake. You guys are currently in the Dainty Flower. It's really, really late right now, and Morris has gone up already and is currently sitting in the room, like basically where you guys sleep. And both Gorif and Lupix have arrived at the Dainty Flower after the entire cookfaffle. And Lupix just collapses into his bed. It's been a long day. It's been a long day. So you guys still have that note that you saw um, in the warehouse and it's on it is listed the place located rather in the richer part of town. Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, last session you said that you wanted to check the place out the next day. Yes, we wanted to do that with Morris at our backs. Okay. So we are going to, we were waiting for, you know, everybody to wake up, but to do that, everybody got to go to sleepy sleep. Sounds good. Okay, so you're all going to go to bed, right? Yeah. Lupix is probably going to like peek in to see that, you know, Elizabeth is doing all right, but he's not going to try to wake her or, or uh, I imagine she's probably in Morris's room because Lupix wasn't there when she was supposed to go to bed. Yeah. So yeah, he just like kind of peeks in, checks to make sure that everything's all right, and then he'll, he'll head to bed himself. Okay, so um, it's about midnight right now, so... A few hours pass, and soon uh, you see the you, you hear the sound of um, people coming in for breakfast, and downstairs is a bit of noise as Teresa prepares the morning food. And yeah, morning, everybody. What were you two up to yesterday? Uh, do you remember? Do you remember? Oh, what was his name? The plant guy from? No, wait, you weren't there for that, Dorif. Doric. Doric? That weird plant fucker who sold Gorif Light Splinter? That guy. Yeah, yeah, him. Him, exactly. We had a bit of an adventure with him. Turns out he was uh, kidnapped by the Red Cardinal and then impersonated by a doppelganger so that way they could steal all of his shit and uh, bring it to the Red Cardinal's warehouse, which was then moved before we got there to be distributed, presumably, amongst the Red Cardinal and his crew. But on the positive side, we did get a note. Morris just stares at you kind of blankly. That was a bit more than he was really expecting at this hour. It was a long night. It was was a long night. (laughs) Right. So, note, you said. Yep. Is there anything useful in the note? Oh, yeah. Can you read? Yes. He, like, narrows his eyes, like... That did not sound very in- convincing in the slightest. <laughs> he narrows his eyes back but doesn't say anything. I hand him the note. <laughs> what I'm waiting to say? see his I'm waiting to see his facial <laughs> expressions change. 
So the note it, basically I mean, he frowns as he reads and it it does seem to take him a bit longer, but sorry, what does the note actually say? So the note basically points out an address located in the richer part of town. It's located on the other side of the city. Alright then. So do we know what was taken? Uh pretty much all of Doric's inventory, it seemed. No, no weapons okay. seemed too mundane for them. Well, shit. As far as specifics go, I have no idea what all was taken. Actually, hey Gorif, um, did the guy ever say to you if Light Splinter was the best thing he had, or if he had even worse stuff? They're like asking Gorif through the door. <laughs> the, you can hear him oh, snoring. Still. I thought he was here. Isn't this all of us? No, he said he was still asleep. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, okay, so let me rephrase that then. Uh, did the guy say if Light Splinter was the strongest he had, or if he had any other worse? Oh, I have no idea. I wasn't even with y'all whenever you got Light Splinter. To be honest, I only knew him as that guy who had the plant girlfriend whenever we met him again. I I try not to think about that. Kind of drugs. We could probably wake up Gorif and ask him. Eh, let him sleep. We don't need Gorif being extra grumpy for the day. Do we want to have a pit stop? To talk to Doric and find out what was taken, so we know. There's no harm. So, besides that, though, what are we doing? This is just getting fucking complicated all the time. Ain't that the truth? Well, the address would seem to imply either maybe a living quarters or a personal abode of someone in the agency. Is it on that list of places that we found in the flask? No, you, you don't really have any knowledge of this place. Yeah, Lupix shakes his head. No, it doesn't match any of our known locations. I think this isn't a shop. I think this is someone's home. Oh, Cardinal or somebody else, do you think? I don't know. How many houses can the Cardinal possibly have? Like, thanks. He can have a lot. He's fucking loaded, so... True. All right, so do we want to visit this place? Burn it down, too? I say we visit it first and decide if burning it down is necessary afterwards all right so quick visit to doric and then once gorf's awake we go check the place out sounds great right here then i just i just rolled perception to see if gorf would hear you wake up uh, and wake up but he rolled a one so um uh, <laughs> <laughs> you just That's fucking died this sleep <laughs> Jeez. right okay i guess i'm not doing anything <laughs> i guess i keep all my right, map so- time all right, so quick visit to Doric then, and then we'll get Gorif back. Yeah. So you guys are visiting Doric? Yep. yep. Okay, so heading over there, um, you're going to notice that the streets right now seem to have a couple more guards than usual. And mm-hmm. moving through the streets, you see maybe a couple guards notice you, and then, yeah, basically that kind of thing where you see some of them taking side of you, and then maybe some of them running off. And oh, that's not great. No. Eventually, you arrive at Doric's place. He's currently sitting glumly at his um, counter. And basically, he's holding a ledger of sorts and flipping through it. Morning, Doric. How goes the inventory? Well, it's all gone. They they took it all. Even your ores? What? Even the ore, like ore, like the thing that you use to make stuff? What do boat paddles have to do with anything? Oh, not boat paddles, Morris. 
materials? Did they take your completed projects and your materials? Well, it didn't take that, but it's going to take me some time to make anything because they took all the shards I had. Oh, oh shit. Oh, what is this fucking shards? So, all right, so they took all the stuff, but what, how much stuff did they take? Like, how much was there? Well, here's the and, funny thing. Hmm? Oh, I was going to say, and is any of it comparable to Light Splinter in power or even more power? Wait, I did have maybe one or two powerful ones. But you see, uh, I didn't really have such a big customer base after, you know, the entire Demon War thing ended properly. So, no, uh, maybe one or two other than Light Splinter, but the stock was pretty low. Well, is it one or is it two? That That's important. He thinks to himself for a second and he brushes his beard and he says, well, I think it was uh, one weapon, um, if I remember correctly. And he's going to say, ah, yeah, it was this weapon that would protect its owner with fire. Basically, oh. whenever anyone got too close, they would be blasted with a wall of fire of sorts. For fuck's sake. It's always fucking fire. Fucking elemental and now this fuck. Fucking hate fire. <laughs> Lupix is going to quietly not mention the fact that he can now raise up a wall of fly- fire himself. And he's like, okay, well, I'm not, not going to touch that, obviously. And well, the other one, well, that one was just, uh, then he's going to pause and give you a meaningful look and say, that one was a device with a nexus. You know what a nexus is, right? Nope. What the fuck are you talking about? So you know how shards of arcane have certain magical properties, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So if you combine them, they become more powerful. These are called nexuses. And well, I had this device. Um, I've heard from others that some gnomes have it too. Uh, they've made something quite similar, but this one is uh, different. So have you heard of an obliterator? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So Yes, uh, we have Morris. Remember, I kicked it into the gnome's what? face. That was fucking weird. Didn't it turn him inside out or some shit it, like oh, that? I think it consumed in his entire body. I think they exploded in a violent array of viscera. Sounds fun. I thought it did weird transform and inside out bullshit, but whatever. So mine did something different. Um, it It would make whatever magical weapon or item it was used on become more powerful. That's nifty. Uh, that's the issue. Whoever oh, had gotten that might have used, could use it with any other magical item to make it even more powerful. Oh, like combining it with an obliterator to make a bomb the size that could destroy a city is kind of more powerful? Aye. And if I remember looking at uh, your demon flask. Yeah. If someone were to use oh, it with shit. something like that, well, the power of such an object would be unspeakable. Yikes. Uh, right then. So I guess we're I going we to this. Go grab Gorf and go take mm-hmm. the shit back. Agreed. We walk into the dude's house and he's just a fucking Balrog. God damn it. Jesus. <laughs> 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 <Jeez, that's... laughs> <laughs> or sorry, Balor. Balrog is copyrighted. <laughs> 
So you guys are heading back to the inn? Oh, oh, definitely. We're, 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 I um, imagine we're well, fast walking. So before we go, well, before that real quick, just one last question for Doric. All right. Uh, is there any other weird shit that you made that we should keep an eye out for? Um, not anything you should need to know. That's not. All right. Well, hopefully we'll you know, find your shit and get it back for you. Oh man, well, we thanks. could have used it on the revival potion and then everyone who's ever died could come back to life. That would be fucking hell. for the best that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, I'm Jacobay, I'm back. Just Hi there, I'm in. your great, 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 great grandfather. <laughs> We're running out of food. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta eat people now. Uh, well, thankfully Dad, Lupix is a druid, so we just years. force him to every day forever cast plant growth and that's all he does. Hey, that's true. I do that. Okay, so what are you guys going to do? Uh, imagine we uh, fast walk our way back to Gorif. Yeah, <laughs> get up, get up, get up. We have bad news. Oh, fuck off! I'm trying to sleep. You fucking Gorif. Shit's happening. Wake up, or I'm getting the water. Oh, fuck you! You fuck. What's happening? Did fucking Doric die again? No, fuck. but we found out that Doric created a magic weapon that can empower other magic weapons, like. Create a bomb that's big enough to destroy a city or empower a demon flask to make a super demon flask. So wake up! Oh, it's fucking Tuesday, man. You don't have to wake me up for this shit. Five more minutes, right? Oh, no. Oh, fuck you. Right, okay. Here, back. I'm getting the water. No, I'm fucking getting up, you prick. Right, fucking hell. Do you have like a morning brandy or something? I can't function without alcohol. I hand him his flask. Don't give me that Ooh. piece of shit. <laughs> I'm okay, sure Morris will keep you can it. get something from downstairs. I tell him, just give me a minute, I'll be up now. Just, um, fucking, I need a drink. And then he's going to go downstairs and buy some mead. Yeah. Some nice morning mead. Now, if you wanted to be a day alcoholic, you could just have a Bloody Mary like every other mom. Nah, I'm having mead. Put in a bit of vodka <laughs> because that's how you mix. <laughs> that's how you mix oh, liquors. <laughs> Man, you know what would be uh, great with this beer? Tequila. Ah, uh, that. Oh, it's the fucking that's painful to hear. I know, right? Mead. When you turn vodka. twenty-one, we just need to get you to Dragon Con and teach you how alcohol works. <laughs> Actually, it's eighteen in Wales, so um. Yeah, but better. in America, it's twenty-one. So oh, oh well, then we um, have to go to Wales when he turns eighteen. Sounds True. good. That's an idea. We'll all be famous then, and we'll have private jets. And Driftwake will be. I mean, if- if I just had the money series. to just afford a coach plane ticket for a random trip to Wales, that would be swell. <laughs> now imagine that. We have private Guys, jet. focus on the show. Mm-hmm. Right. Movie series. <laughs> books. <laughs> okay, so. Amazing. Yeah, sorry. Right, I'm downstairs drinking beer. Lovely alcohol. I know what that is. Put the vodka in. <laughs> Give me um, Right, okay, I'm back. Cool. Where were we? So you guys were going to head out to the address listed, right? Correct. Yep. That's the idea. So before we do that, though, just once Gorf's up and we're all assembled and, you know, semi-privately in the room, I guess. So do we want to just kind of charge into the place and just try to find the shit before they can use anything? Or do we want to, you know, scout it more first? Uh, Lupix is going to be thinking for a bit and then kind of think, and he'll be like, I suppose the better way to do it is to examine things first. We don't want to be rushing face first into say an ambush. I think the more diligent approach would be better. And he goes, but it seems like people are recognizing me. 
also, mm. I don't know how long it takes them to use that kind of magic-y thing. And I don't want to give them time to do that. Very true. So I honestly think we need to pull a Gorf on this one and just charge in weapons hot. Hmm. Uh, don't mind me. I'm going to roll a d20. Don't, don't mind me. Don't mind me. <laughs> All right, I rolled. Okay. Didn't process. Cat, get off my hand. Okay. Lupix is going to like look at Morris. And think for a second, kind of like take a quick sigh. Fine, we'll do it the Gorif way this time. Just for the record, I'm not happy that we're doing this the Gorif way, but unfortunately, but time's kind of on their side with this one, and mm-hmm. that sounds fucking dangerous. If they just blow up the city, there's shit all that we could do about that. So Very time, true. yeah, of the essence, as it were. That, that's the phrase. Thank you. I mean, fuck it, I'd do the Gorif way any day. Best way. <sighs> it is patently proven not to be the best way. <laughs> How about you, fuck right off? So, so, the, so we agree then, we go in, we kind of charge into the place and see if we can get the shit out of their hands as fast as we can before they can use the shit. Uh, Lupix kind good. of nods. Although I believe that Perhaps my tieflingness might have been a cause for distraction and observance. So what? he's going to say something and kind of move his hands across his face. And you're going to see his skin like pale to that of like basically a regular human skin. And it looks like his horns just retract into his head and he just looks like a dude. No horns or all of it? Like how thorough are, is this? Is he just like a human skin tone no, tiefling or is he just human looking? Human skin tone, no horns, his nails retracted back to that of like a regular person's. Tail? Tail gone. Huh. <laughs> that of a regular person's. So like, no tail. Vestigial. Yeah. It's still there. Yeah, so it's anyway. just, you can't see it. Well, Morris okay. doesn't know that. <laughs> right. But it, it looks like everything's yeah. retracting. Actually, you know what? Morris is just going to kind of poke the area above your head where your horns are. You're going to hear your fingernail connect with a horn. Ow. Oh, uh, okay. So this is Heidi magic, not changey magic. Yes. Okay, then. And it only lasts for an hour. Okay. Right. So let's get going then, eh? Let's get going then. You think I should change my voice too? too? Is it too obvious? Do I give off that tiefling sound? Nah. Do tieflings have a sound? I don't know. Also, do people know your voice like or just... <laughs> I mean, do people know your voice or, you know, demon? Not demon. You know what I mean. Ooh, I okay, I know better now. <laughs> He's gonna shrug. Demon blood and all that stuff. Anyway, let's go. So you guys head your way through the city streets and you eventually arrive at a different part of the city. This place is a lot uh, cleaner. The cobalt streets are very, very um, basically well-maintained. And eventually you find yourself at the place. It's a very nice looking two-story house standing among others. Well, all right, here we are. So do we want to just kind of charge through the front door? Uh, Are there like guards around? 
Or does it just like look like some rich dude's house? It looks like some rich dude's house. Mm. With guards? Would a rich dude's <laughs> house, house have some sort of like safety measures? No, it, here's the thing. It's like quite safe here. So like there doesn't seem to be any sort of guards here. Mm. The door One just moment. opens up onto the street. Fair enough. So through the front, see if there's a back. How where are we doing this? I mean, what exactly are we planning to do here? Uh, this is the place that's written on the note that of where the stolen shit hopefully is. So we're gonna so we're trying go to get the stolen shit back. Steal back the stolen stuff to give oh, yeah, back to Dor. All. all right. Um, I guess we roll perception then. Actually, that's a it good point, like- Gorf. Although not in the way you were thinking. Should we not kill anyone until we find the stolen stuff, just in case? Yes, and also, I think it's better to just look around first, because we could could kind of, you know, rush in there, guns blazing, and then um, we kind of might tip them off uh, our presence. I don't know. The Red Cardinal's clever. Let's just have a look around before we do anything stupid. Morris goes and knocks on the front door. Morris, you knock on the door, and you hear Mm -hmm. uh, the sound of someone moving about inside. And then you hear them scamper up to the door and the door unlocks and what appears to be a young woman is standing there and looks up at you and says, uh, and, and for a second, just like has a moment where she stares and then realizes who you are and says, um, hurry up, come in. And she's going to open the door and wave all of you to come in. And that was not the response so? I was expecting. <laughs> yeah. All right. Comes in. And she's going to basically look kind of panicked and like she doesn't know what to do. Looking at her, you assume her age to be something like 17 years old and she's quite well dressed. And look, if you were to look about and look for like things of note within this house, you're going to notice a couple of paintings. You're going to realize something. In these paintings, you're going to see a family portrait. Oh, oh god damn it this Nathan girl. you motherfucker Is this the cardinal's daughter? Is this my daughter? Sorry. No, I'm just kidding <laughs> Continue And then you see This woman that Looks quite similar To this girl And standing among them And holding them With his arms With a great big smile On his face Full of happiness It's the right cardinal Fuck <sighs> you Nathan Seconded Gorf is going to be, he's literally right, going to say out loud, you fucking twat. <laughs> to who? Who are you saying this to? The <laughs> <laughs> Red Cardinal. Oh, okay. All right. Anyway, in game. So are we in like a sitting room at this point? Yeah. All right. So Morris will actually just sit down, hoping to try to look slightly less threatening. And he's just going to face palm and then just look at her. Upix is going to do that thing that you do when you're like, when you see something, but you don't fully process it, and you look away, and then you look back very quickly. Just like, ah, oh, so, Morris, okay. Morris will just dive right into things. So you're his daughter, huh? And she's going to say, uh, my father's, and, and she's going to look at the portrait and point it. Yep, that guy. And then she's going to say, yes, dude. Do you know what, what what he's been doing? Uh, I'm getting ready to kill us. And oh, I like face. look over at Morris, and I'm like, no, no. Like I'm like shaking my head, like no. And and she's gonna say, but but why? Because he's a I fucking don't know. 
The short version, well... I don't think we can version. do the short version here, Morris. I think that'll only add to confusion. Stop interrupting and let me fucking try. <laughs> short version, and he'll actually just pause and glare at the two of you. So we accidentally got into a fight with someone that your dad was trying to trade. And unfortunately, the thing is now worthless. And he very much wants to kill us about it. I didn't know the thing was worthless. You just, you just told her. Well, she's going to say, but, but father, and then she's going to shake her head and she's going to say, I mean, it has been acting rather oddly the past few days, especially the past few weeks. But I, I, I was just curious as to why. And, and then I was looking through his office and I noticed something about how, and she's going to shiver. He does then run he, an illicit criminal empire if, you know, that might be adding to his stress. For fuck's sake, Lupix. That, that's quite a bomb to just drop on someone. Yeah, she, but if she thinks we're murderers, then she might as well know her dad's not so great either. She's going to say, but, but. All right, he, all right, look, this is getting way more complicated than I want to deal with right now. So the short version. Last night, some stuff got stolen from a friend of ours. And this address was written on the only note that we were fined. Did anyone come to visit here last night? She's going to shake her head and she's going to say that I, well, before just about recently when I checked his letters, it was only then where I got any sort of insight into what he he, he actually does. But, and, and I, I thought that I could maybe figure out what exactly was going on from you. Uh, Tell okay. you what, so, I will be nothing but honest with you. Fire oh, away, okay. girl. I don't mean to be rude, but I'm, I need to be rude for a moment. I'm sorry, but I this is important. <laughs> Something dangerous got stolen last night and we need to find it fast. If someone working for your dad were to put something somewhere, where would it be? She's going to say, I don't, I don't I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. Does he have a safe or, or vault or anything here? She's going to shake her head and she's going to say, I, I, I can't think of anything. An office, a library, a basement. Warehouse. Where would he put his stuff? We need to find this as fast as we can. Then we can have all the niceties chats. But this is dangerous. And she's going to say, uh, and she's going to stand up at this point and just start walking towards the stairs. Morris will follow. Uh, eventually she'll walk up like a story and head into a room when the door's kind of locked and you see her peek in, peek through the lock and then she basically takes out a hairpin and actually picks the lock to get into the room. I'm not going to tell her this, but I like her so far. <laughs> and she's going to slowly open the door and walk into the Red Cardinal's personal office. Okay, so I imagine there's a lot of paperwork everywhere, but do we see objects like what we're looking for or something that might hold said objects? Here's the thing. Looking about, you're going to realize that like, if you were to look at any of these paperworks, like this paperwork, most of it is just, actually all of it is just the stuff that relates to the red flask. Nothing about the criminal enterprise he has. And at this moment, she's going to duck underneath the desk and you hear her knock about a bit and a compartment appears from the side of the desk where she pulls open a 
straw of sorts that was flush with the desk. And she's going to show, like, basically present it to you. Someone's been watching National Treasure, I see. (laughs) I mean, sorry, quick tangent, but just a thought I've had on this subject. Considering that bag of holdings and expanded spaces exists, it doesn't matter if it's flush or not. You can just have hidden compartments anywhere. It right. Scrubs away. Sorry, I'm D&D nerd. Move on. And basically, all of these seem to be related to um, his ma- like major things. Like One of them has it stated where he was, going, he, he was keeping an eye on you guys. Another one notes that he last saw you, like he, he saw you heading towards uh, Vanderville and he would be cautious about Tolan and him maybe giving away anything about him. And actually, you see a couple notes there where he basically has a couple assassins on hold to assassinate Tolan before you could get to him. But he did not sign on them. He basically was keeping that in the bag. And eventually looking through it, you realize that um, a couple of these documents uh, state a location um, just outside of the city, somewhere like along the walls, where he has a nondescript uh, building that he has set up as a base of operations for his criminal enterprise in Jordan. This could not be more fishy. We find a note leading us directly to the Red Cardinal's homestead and also daughter who happens to know very little about his criminal enterprise, but also a lot about his criminal enterprise. And she's basically going to say that, well, here, here's the thing. I sort of left it there because I wanted to figure out what was going on. Oh, okay. Well, that makes more sense than someone just having your address. At that time, Gorif has just been standing there perplexed, not really knowing what's going on, but it's kind of Oh, All right. Okay. So, so we have this new location outside of town. Uh, do, you, do you want to come along with us trying to figure out what the fuck is happening? She's going to nod and say, yes, that, that, that would be smart. Right. Uh, then he'll just stand up and hold out his hand. Morris Pembroke. And she's going to take your hand and shake it. And she's going to say, Sabrina. Nice to meet you. Hello. And... As you leave this Ooh. office, right, she closes all the stuff and tries to, like, lock, as she's trying to lock the door, you're going to hear uh, someone um, basically opening the front door. Lupix does and not she- trust this girl as far as she, he could throw her, which is not very strong, far. He's a very weak man. <laughs> she's going to look panicked, look at the closest door, open the door, and wave you all to go into the room. And Morris she's gonna... goes downstairs to the front door. Lupix <laughs> <laughs> um, is just gonna shrug. Like, I guess we're doing this now. A woman of middling years is standing there, and she's going to just stare at Morris and say, "Who are you? Why have you come into my home?" Good morning, oh. Morris Pembroke, and he'll hold out his hand. She just stands there. We're your daughter's boyfriend. Put his hand down. (laughs) (laughs) We're planning to have a chat with your husband. We're planning to have a chat with your husband soon, but we apparently missed him. Terribly sorry for the inconvenience. (laughs) Please don't mind why we were upstairs alone with your underage daughter. That's not important. (laughs) She does not look pleased. 
That makes sense. Needless I wouldn't be pleased either. Anyway. And she's going to say, I, I don't remember talking. I don't remember my husband telling me that he had visitors today. Oh, it wasn't planned. He's trying to kill us. Uh, uh, uh. Lupix makes that exact noise. Ah. <laughs> oh, you're the new Gory, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Next time Morris keeps his goddamn mouth shut. This is episode 10 all over again. <laughs> and she's going to be like, kill you? He would do no such thing. All of you scoundrels, get the fuck out. That's All right, have a nice day. Morris will just walk out the front door. Yeah, and the door is basically slammed behind you. Did the daughter walk out with us? No. Bye, mom. <laughs> it's just like, I'm no. going with these scoundrels. I did. Hmm. Lupix is just uh, flabbergasted. All right, you know what? Fuck it. I'm I'm on a roll here, so I'm just gonna keep it going. Morris is just gonna yell in the vague general direction of the upstairs as he's heading out. We're heading to the place. Have a going. Oh my god. Well, <laughs> if he's gonna look at Morris. And say, I know I'm a fucking idiot, but you just redefined that word, you fucking moron. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I, I don't think that I agree with that. You all know the Lion King, right? Where where Scar puts a hand to his temple and just goes, I'm surrounded <laughs> by idiots. By idiots. <laughs> that's that's the exact same looping. He turns into a lion and does that exact thing. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Alright then, Shall, let's head to the place <sighs> I don't know nah. why you're reacting so big about this Why we're reacting so We could have just hid in the closet for three minutes But instead, instead you're shouting to the rooftops We're going to the place When we know this yes. is his house Exactly Introducing us to the mom, first of all We could have just walked out the window Hid in a closet But why? But why not? What's Why the point? It? He knows who we are. What's the point? You didn't uh, know we had access to his fucking house, you dimwit. That is correct. You, even I'm it not this stupid. It doesn't matter. It does a little bit. Does How did we get into his house? Why? Why didn't we burn it down? Why is his wife and daughter still alive? These are questions he's going to have, which are going to lead him back to that Good. 17-year-old girl. Why? Burn the note. Why? Burn the, why would we burn the note? But we know where it is now. Why do we need the note? Oh, I thought you meant like the note that we took from his desk. Like, didn't we take papers from his desk? Did we keep them or did we put them back? Uh, put them back, I think. Yeah, you put them back. Oh, okay. Yeah, we just got the address of some out of town place that is where we are going now. Uh, we need to work on everyone's impulsiveness, I think. I think we need uh. to sit down and maybe <laughs> everyone breathe for five minutes so that way next time yes. when we do stuff like this, we don't do stuff like I this. Really I really think you're making mountains out of molehills here. No, I, th I think we need we need to go to this place, right? But if the Red Cardinal gets home, the wife is going to probably talk about this. She'll describe our very distinct appearances to him. And Except she's going to lose his fucking shit. I know, but the, it's a stout dwarf, a massive, tall, fuck-off human, and a human is still quite distinct. Oh, yeah. Maybe we should sure, go and try to exactly the girl know shit. Like, can we, like, sneak the girl out of the house somehow? Take a hostage? Hmm. You know, as, as you're talking there, you, you see Sabrina basically slyly open the window and <laughs> kind of leap out the window, hanging onto the wall and lowering herself. Does it count Do as kidnapping you, someone Marcel, if they come with you? 
I mean, Morse will oh. just like kind of stand below and like hold out his arms as if to catch her. And she basically doesn't really take notice to him and kind of like shortens her dress by tying it up, trying to bunch it up in one hand and basically with a single hand lowers herself down onto the ground and turns to Morris and lets go of his dress and says, Shall we then? Well, yes, let's go. Wait, are we going? Are you wearing a dress? She is. No, are you wearing a dress to where we're going? And what? basically, no, here's the thing. She is wearing a dress. Yeah, that's and what that's... he's asking. Are you wearing a dress to where we're going? Or do you have something else hidden under there? Why does that matter? Why wouldn't it matter? It's very conspicuous. I don't know if you know what? this, Morris. We look like fucking thugs. And she looks like a princess. We look like we've kidnapped her. Okay, so we let her walk in front, say we're her bodyguards. Problem solved. Let's go. <laughs> oh my goodness. This is going to go horribly. <laughs> oh yeah, this is great. No, it's very easy to sneak in a dress. I should know. I've done it plenty of times. Sneak. It's just kind of than I guess. Sneaking. <laughs> all right, let's go. By all <laughs> means, carry on, woman in a dress. Are you going <laughs> to... We're all fucked. <laughs> Actually, that does lead to a question. Sabrina, are you magic-y like your dad? Oh my god. And she's going to say, wait, he, he can, he, he has magic? I think Apparently he's real good at it by what I've heard. Hell. We know your dad more than you do, you fucking... Yes, he can do fucking magic. Well, he can fucking teleport rude. and shit. He's one of the most powerful magicians in the fucking world. You're fucking I'm right mom, here. Sorry. <laughs> she, she's actually like, she doesn't really like what Gora was saying. <laughs> and uh, and she just thought. pat her on the shoulder. Just never pay attention to what the dwarf says. It it's best for your peace of mind. To just okay. ignore. Him. But he isn't wrong. But he is wrong in a couple of places, like the the insults. I'm just tired. Okay, I had a long fucking night. You guys woke me up. Right. Okay. Just we go to the fucking place. You gotta go before the cardinal comes okay. home. Otherwise, you know. Yeah, I stuck. assume that this is the chat as we're walking. Yeah. Yeah. Also, um, is your mum going to realise you're not at home and then going to panic and call your dad and then your dad's going to come and kill us? She looks at Gareth and says, well, sh she did tell me to stay in my room, so I'm not sure if she's going to check. Mm -hmm. And what if she finds out you're not to there, you'll get like grounded? And she looks kind of worried, but then she's going to say, no, father's going to... Going, going to tell her that, that, that everything's fine and, and yeah she 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 looks kind of convinced and what she's saying that her father will be able to convince her mother otherwise to, to not I'm gonna, ground her I'm gonna roll an insight yes. check <laughs> fuck okay very insightful six <laughs> well Godof is gonna walk faster uh. anyway because he doesn't really trust the judgement of this person not just yet so <laughs> Actually, that gives Morris a thought. Like he looks at Lupix's human form and then just a sharp glance towards her. And Morris will just poke the empty space two inches in front of her stomach. What the fuck? Does he feel anything? Does he is he checking to see if she's fat? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just, what is like <laughs> what happens is no, because Morris just found out illusions are a thing, so he's making sure this isn't the cardinal. She basically fucking moves qu quickly away from Morris, 
and just stares at him with like, do you really do that? <laughs> and like, looks, yeah. Looks at him like, were you trying to no, it's just like my a belly button, you weirdo? We are thugs to her, Morris. <laughs> Ruby, like... Sorry. No, so Morris will do that. She'll back away and Morris will just say, sorry, I just <laughs> found out today that disguise magic is a thing and figured better safe than sorry in case you were your dad. She's going to keep her distance, but continue on her way. <laughs> Fair right. enough. Yeah, Morris doesn't care. <sighs> so, Stuff. you're going to arrive at the walls, right? And you're going to head to one of the gates that lead out. And a couple of guards are standing guard at the, this gate. And they're going to take note of Morris. Has it been an hour and, yet? Hmm? Uh, has has yeah, an hour passed in game? Yeah. Oh, she's going to freak out when my horns and tail grow back. <laughs> she, and Morris will just say, see, that's why. That's what I was checking for. So I think it and only she, lasts an hour. Let me double check, though. Yeah, it's an it hour. Does. Yeah, yeah. So she, she, she's kind of surprised, but she does have a little bit of knowledge on the fact that there was a tiefling with you guys. And so she's not going to take that too, like, she's not going to react too greatly to that. Mm-hmm. And you're going to arrive at the this gate, right? And the guards are going to take notice of all of you and basically stop you in your tracks. Oh. And they're going to say, a bunch of you, come here. Okay. A bunch of us come over there, yeah. And uh, they're going to say, well, um, I'm not really supposed to tell you this, but the higher ups uh, said that Somebody quite powerful is um, looking for you guys. So if you don't mind, why don't you just follow us to uh, the station and we can sort things out. Nope. Wait, fucking run. run. These are oh. just regular guards at the wall, right? Not where we're not our destination. Yeah, just the city guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you mind if we wait till later tonight? We're actually tr- likely to meet up with him now where we're going. And they're going to say, you sure? Yeah, we'll head over I mean, to the I'm station. Sure. Well, um, we are supposed to bring you back. Okay, how about this? We, we, how about we follow you, and that way we can confirm. You know, still hey, works for me. Sure. And like after you deal with your stuff, we can like escort you back to the station, and we can sort out this mess. Yeah, that's fine. Sounds good. Okay. And these four guards are going to join you, and then one of them is going to look at you and say, "So, where are you headed to?" Uh, uh, Morris gives the address and just, we heard that there might be some stolen stuff here that was taken from a friend of ours. And he's going to say, oh, then like, um, I heard about that, but, uh, they, they didn't know where, uh, who was it? Um, the plant fucker. Yes. Uh, Doric. Yeah. That, yes. Yeah. That the, guy. Yeah. Um, at least hopefully the stuff's at this place, but don't know for sure, but it's worth looking. Well, that's interesting. So, uh, who's that girl? Nah. I'm more meeting with her dad. Ah, and he's not going to question it. It's just going to continue moving. And eventually, you, uh, you you see the place. It's slightly different from the buildings around it, as it's a bit more clean. Because this area, while well, looking about, you're going to notice that it's mainly really downtrodden homes and stuff like that. The wood is like infested with termites, that kind of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. You have um, a lot of them are falling apart and you're going to find this larger building. It's quite dirty, but not as much as the other ones around it. And it's rather large for this area. So is this a house, a business or a warehouse? 
it's a business of sorts. Um, you're gonna looking in, you see like uh, basically it seems to be closed. That's all. Like the shelves are empty. There's no one manning the counter. But roll me a perception check. Woo! Fuck. I'm pretty Okey good at those. Dokey. Kind of. Twenty-four. Is that a crit? Yowza. Oh no, Fuck. that's not a crit. That's even Still real good. Jesus Christ. So what you're gonna notice is that there are a couple people located around this area that seem to be staring at you guys. Very inconspicuous. Walking to a place of business with a noble lady and two guards. Are they two guards? No, four. Four. Four, and four guards. Yep. <laughs> Morris knocks on the front door. So somebody's going to open a door behind the counter, right? And opening it is a dwarf who his beard is kind of like torn up and he's covered in bite marks. And he's going to see you and he, you, you hear audible, oh fuck. And he's clo- he, he slams the door shut. And runs back in. That's one of the fucking thieves. And I fucking get out like Splinter and fucking massacre the doll into a little itty bitty piece. I guess I roll for damage. Yeah, that's that's a fucking dead doll right there. Uh, you, you leap over the counter, slam open the door, and inside there's actually a lot. Like um, the, there's furniture and it's all really fancy and shit. And you see a large table at the other side of the room to your left. And over there, there's a uh, desk where a couple magical items seem to be sitting. And sitting at uh, behind this desk is the Red Cardinal. Kicks oh, the door open. Oh, oh hey, shit. What's up, bro? What if he's gonna slowly close the door? I <laughs> 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 just walk Excuse out. Excuse me. <laughs> Very sorry, sir. Just close the door and we all just leave. <laughs> I'm actually going to do that. No. It's not a character. No. Also, Morris is right behind you. Oh, God, if he's going to grapple a dwarf that's run away. Hmm. Morris? He, he yelps. So, this, so the stuff is on the I'll desk? Roll athletics. Yes, the stuff is on so the desk. Morris will try to just grab them and run. Uh, so is gonna just walk into the conference room and everyone just like screaming and running around and just kind of like wave at the red cardinal like this is not what I was expecting at all it was kind of what I was expecting but also not even remotely close to what I was expecting to happen give me a fucking second I need to do a thing Jesus Christ Morris (laughs) just grab all the shit and run out the front door I yeah, because I don't want him to <laughs> blow up the city. From my background. <laughs> so Morris, as you run towards uh, the Red Cardinal mm-hmm. and the magical items out on this table, you're going to feel this force grass, like, grasp at you. Can you roll me a wisdom saving throw? Oh, fuck. Old person, and you're about to take 40, to. 10,000 damage. Uh, I'm sorry, you said wisdom? Yes. All right. Eh? Shit. That ain't it, chief. Yeah, shocker. <laughs> So uh, the the red cardinal basically takes a takes a glance at Morris as he runs over, and all of a sudden Morris is stopped in his tracks. Oh, I no, recognize it as the same thing Gorf did to me. <laughs> yeah, I look over at a, at the red cardinal's daughter and I go, "See magic, told you." And she's going to basically look kind of like conflicted at this moment because she doesn't really know what the fuck's going on. Absolutely. And you and me both, sister. You and me both. 
the red the red cardinal does not look ve- like he he sees Sabrina there and he's gonna say Sabrina Sabrina is that you and and basically he he's going to say that loudly and uh he he's going to look at her and she he's going to say to all all of you it's like why why have you brought my daughter here uh, she actually brought us here or she she actually brought us here he's going to stare at Lupix and con- like wait for him to continue. <laughs> he doesn't. She she brought us here and then the, the red cardinal looks at me and then I look at him and I look over at Sabrina and I look back at him. Like you have a <laughs> lot of stuff to talk about. And I like walk forward and like I go to pick up the, the magic items. Like you have a lot to talk about. You know, I, I get mean, it. Family issues. Like, no, no, wait, wait. Fuck. Uh, so as you get closer to the red cardinal, a wall of flame appears. It's from the magical item. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And basically you get blasted back by this wall of flame. Let me see. Can you throw me a dex, dex, it's dexterity? It's a dexterity saving throw or else take 5d8 damage. I also have this spell. I fail. <laughs> I take 5d8 damage. But it's half because I'm a tiefling. Give me a sec. Alright, so while you're in quiet mode for a moment. So... Old person does allow a save every turn, so it does 20 save. Uh, yeah. Good. <laughs> right, I'll stay quiet for the moment, though, till this is resolved. Take nine damage. It's a lot of twos. That was very lucky. So that brings me down to 38 hit points. Oh, whoops. I changed my map. Fuck, that kind of killed you. No. I, I take half damage from fire. 40. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I wouldn't have died because I take at, at least half damage from it, possibly even a quarter. Yeah, fair enough. I get blasted backwards by the like wall of flame, and I was like, "Okay, so I guess not." Also, an option, I suppose. And at this moment, Morris is going to break loose and immediately grab the stuff. So here's the thing, right? Is that he he's wearing this uh, amulet that is the one that does the fire thing, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. on the desk is the amplifier thing. Yeah, that's the important one. <laughs> Morris is going for the amplifier, not going for the cardinal. So Lupix is going to heat metal the amulet on his chest. Okay. Whilst and you're doing this, yep. do I coming get it? from? So what, give me a second. Let him, let him so go. okay. So what what's going to happen is that the amulet's going to basically start heating up, and at this moment, the cardinal yells "Guards!" and four um doors. Obviously, four dwarves are going to enter, and they're basically decked out in full armor, and they charge you guys. At the same time, two mages enter as well. Oh. Fuck! This is going to be a pain to run. I, I, I so honestly the wish thing that burn, I could burn, baby, you burn. Get the amplifier. Disco Inferno. Yes. Good. Okay. So Morris gets the amplifier. He's like, I smash Good. it into my warhammer. I make my super hammer. Nope, I don't know what the fuck this thing does. I'm not doing it without your <laughs> telling me how. <laughs> okay, everyone, roll initiative. So, Lupix, mm-hmm. you get to go first. Yes, sir. Uh, Lupix is going to pluck the weave of magic and attempt to once again burn the uh, uh, amulet amulet into the uh, red cardinal's fleshy flesh. For three additional flesh. damage, make that concentration check for your wall of fire that's consuming our flesh. You know, All right, he definitely it. passes his con save. Question, for wall of fire, can you bend it, or is it just 
a line. It seems like it'd probably just be a line. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's 60 feet long, 20 feet high, and one foot thick of a wall. But walls can turn. Well, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> is it wall of fire or is it fire shield? It's called wall of fire. That's the spell that I'm looking at. Yeah, but I don't know if that's the one that the amulet grants. Well, I, no, is wall, wall of fire, fire is fire my shield? spell I'm casting. Oh, my apologies. <laughs> so I'm, I'm wondering, does it need to be a straight line or can it be a bunch of lines? Sorry, uh, I got distracted by something. Um, straight line. All right, that makes sense. All right, in that case, he is going to transform into a polar bear or a regular bear. Cough, cough. Cave bear. Cave bear. Yep. Morris and Brooke. Human barbarian. Seventh level. Mm-hmm. It's your boy. I guess Morris will just quickly turn to Gorif behind him and just are we fighting or running? Fucking fighting. I mean, what else we can fucking do now? All right, fight it is then. Uh, charge up to the cardinal then. This is such a bad idea. Oh, I'm not happy about this at all. All right, reckless attack. Said that like Batman. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not the person to see. I'm the person to see. Got my ears. (laughs) Anyway. Morris charges up to the cardinal, fire sword in hand, swings down at the cardinal, just kind of hoping for the best. Oh shit, I forgot to target. Uh, does that hit? I don't remember. Give me a sec. Let me just oh, look at the red cardinals. Do you not target? You I am targeted sec. now. I was not targeted when I rolled the attack. So, yeah, it hits. Yay. Yeah. So that's... 25 damage to the cardinal. So Morris brings his fiery sword down and succeeds at marking the cardinal and as a follow-through, tries to repeat the feat, hoping for the best yet again, succeeds at connecting with yet another blow to once again add another wound to the cardinal. That's all I got. Yes. Oh, he's hurting. So whilst you guys are just hitting the cardinal and... Basically covering him in wounds, right? His daughter is just standing there watching you trying to murder her father. Yep. Yeah. Apparently yeah, yeah. unprovoked. I don't know. He did throw a fire at us. Oh. Actually, that's a point. Sorry. Is there a fire shield reaction from him or did he already use it this turn? We're going to consider that. I don't as know how it works. He already used it. So okay, okay. what Sabrina is going to do is she's going to run to... She's going to yell out stop and she's gonna run to Morris and roll strength to see if she can push him out of the way fair enough uh so that would be an opposed uh, athletics check from me yeah the thing is she's the commoner so. okay and I am a raging barbarian 25 okay fucking monster even if she crits I don't think that'll do it fuck I, I double tap pikes so she take tries to push one. you and fucking dies it breaks her wrist gropes me by accident <laughs> No, she tries to push Morris, but can't push him out of the way. It's like trying to and push then, a, a rock wall, basically. Yeah. And and she's going to tell, like, like, try basically back Morris to stop. Next, the the mage here is going to cast fireball. Haha, <laughs> fireball. These guys are not smart. I think he's going to um, murder his boss. I thought or, the um, bloody Baron would be like ridiculously powerful. He's, he hasn't had his turn he yet. He hasn't done anything yet. 
Listen to our Christian Rules episodes on combat to learn the value of action economy. If an enemy doesn't get to go, it doesn't matter how strong they are. You remember the uh, the level a billion witch that we took down because she didn't get to kill us? She didn't have time to kill us? Yeah, of course you do. Was that episode two? No. It was it was the no, spider that was when woman. had uh, poisoning. I don't think he was there. Oh, that's right. You that's weren't when there. He had yeah, alcohol yeah, yeah, poisoning. Yeah. We killed like a level 15 mage as a bunch of like level 18. five schlebs. Okay. Even worse. A level 18 oh. mage is a bunch of because we killed her before she got to act. She spent half her time as a spider and then used vampiric touch and didn't hit. So then she died. Fair enough. So <laughs> what's going to happen is this mage is going to fire a fireball at Gorif and Lupix. Uh, fireball would hit and everyone. Wait, what fireball has a twenty How foot radius, it? so it's a forty oh, yeah. foot in diameter. Oh yeah, fuck that! No, no, too big. <laughs> so it would hit literally everyone, himself included. Well, he could everyone probably dies. make it so that way. He could probably Wait. make it so that way he only hit us and also the knights, but also the guards. <laughs> Wait, I'm thinking. And the cardinal. Uh, okay, I tell you what, he's going to do. He's going to. Our death on Sabrina. God damn it, man. Jesus Christ, that's massive. Yeah. There's a reason I always use Fireball as the example spell in R&R. It's fucking big and powerful. Oh, wait. He could hit us, Gorif, all the knights, and not Sabrina. And not the guards. Yeah. So, you have fucked yourselves. Uh, Let's see. (laughs) Get wrecked, kid. Wait. I don't have a fucking roller for this. Jeez. (sighs) Oh, boy. (laughs) <laughs> he casts Cone of Cold. It's like, oh no. <laughs> mm-hmm. How large is this? You just dement- Couldn't you dimension door somebody else? No, no it's 60 foot. it only Jesus works for Christ. yourself. Yeah, the 60 foot okay, cone's going to be... Or a willing huge. ally. Yeah. He's, uh, still fuck. only a 40 okay. foot cone. <laughs> yeah. Make it bigger. Make it bigger. <laughs> oh, if he kills his boss's daughter, he is not going to be pleased. <laughs> <laughs> That's a dead mate right there. I mean, I would sincerely hope that the Cardinal is smart enough to say, this is my family, never attack them. I would hope. Or is he the type to really separate the two lives and not say anything? And his daughter didn't even know he ran a criminal enterprise. Jeez, nope, he's not going to use comic books. his criminals know. <laughs> I like how Nathan's oh, like, he's going to do this. Oh, wait a second. No, he, he probably shouldn't. He's gonna, oh, no, wait. No, prom- no, it's probably not a great idea. You know what? Let's just do simple stuff. He throws a up. knife at us. <laughs> <laughs> it just takes off Gorf's armor. It just gives up. He's just like, ah. Uh, fuck it. This job sucks anyway. He's <laughs> like, no, fuck everyone. Fireball. Die. Jeez. <laughs> oh, I'll be the red cardinal now. <laughs> I tell you what. He's going to cast suggestion. Mm-hmm. Ooh. On who? Interesting. On Morris. <gasps> of course. Uh, that's wisdom save? Or is it intelligence? I don't remember. So oh, the mage like is going to cast like- suggestion on Morris. And what he's going to say is he's going to say, stop and lie down. Wisdom? Yep. No, you already wrote. Ooh. No, you it already rolled. It auto-rolled so for automatic. you. No, I didn't. Oh, it rolled? Oh. Yeah, because yeah. he targeted you with the spell. Okay. Fine. I didn't see that when I was looking for it. That's unfortunate. And that's his turn. Okay, sorry. Uh, he said, what was it? Stop and lay down? Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. So yeah, prone right now. All right. So yeah. now wait for my turn. I can't do the thing off turn, can I? Oh yeah. Fair point. Yeah. It's when you can do the thing. Correct. So knight number four is going to. Oh, can can you grapple a bear? Yeah, you can. Thought of that. <laughs> uh, we're only one size category boy, different. That's a statement right there. <laughs> Since it's we're only like one fun. size category difference, yes, he can. He can try it. Wait, least. doesn't he have disadvantage? Does he have disadvantage if I'm that big or no? I have no idea. This, I've I never had to do this. Grappling something bigger than you is harder than grappling something your size. I know that. And if it's more no, than one size actually, category, I know it's impossible unless you have a feat. No. It can try to grapple with something one size category larger without disadvantage. It's just opposed checks. It's just if it's larger, you can't even try. Yeah. Okay. So it's just flat out opposed checks. Come at me, bro. So let's do this. You do have the choice, though, of uh, so the grappler is trying has to use athletics, but the grapplee can use athletics or acrobatics. Uh, A bear's strength is 20 compared to its dex point 10. I am going to roll a 16 in total. Come at me, boyo. He's going to fuck first one. 22. He's going to fuck a bear? Ew. (laughs) (laughs) So the knight is going to run forth and grab bear bear Lupics Mm -hmm. and basically wrestle and grapple him. Okay. I allow it. Lou Bear. Bear Picks. Bear Picks. Lou Bear, like Pooh Bear. Blue bear. I believe you also get it, a, a grapple only counts as one of your attack actions. So he can try to stab me or he can try to throw me to the ground, I think now. Like, like make me go prone. True. Or just shove he's me. He's going to. <laughs> okay, he's going yeah. to attack Lupix non lethally. Okay. Like, wait, what does what grapples do again? Fuck. Uh, it makes it so my speed is zero. Yeah, so he's going to try and non lethally strike you on the head with his great sword. Pretty rude. Wait, doesn't a great sword require two hands? Oh yeah, fuck. <laughs> he uses his he's fist. going to try. He's, he's going to hit you in the head. <laughs> head, head, head. Improvised <laughs> attack. Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> this is a mess. Ah, so many things happening. <laughs> okay, so he's going to try and hit Lufix. Why do I keep on double tapping it like an idiot? It misses. Okay. Uh, yeah, I my this, my speed becomes zero, and that that's kind of it. That's the only thing that yeah that happens. Okay. Next up. No. <laughs> Not even mage, close. Mage is going to tell. Okay. So this mage is going to cast suggestion on Gareth. Fuck. So let's see if it works first. Do I have to roll? Or? You just rolled. Yep. It rolls automatically for you. Oh, cool. Because it's fantasy grounds. He's going to say, stop and lay down. Did he? Did he, did he yeah, it? so you fail. So that's why you're going to do it on your next turn. Fuck. He tells you to stop, collaborate, and listen. Ice is back with a brand new edition. So Knight, number two, is going to charge at Lupix. Uh-huh. He's non-lethally going to try and hit him on the head. Cool. I'm doing it non-lethally, I'll be fair. And he is going to attack again. Just imagining these two dudes just running up. Just like throwing punches at a bear. I respect it, obviously. And it does not do that. It does one plus strength modifier damage. 
Unless he's stabbing me. No, no. He he's attacking you non lethally with his greatsword. Greatsword. Okay, I thought he was punching yeah. me. Okay, that would have been funnier. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go dwarves so they all crack their knuckles and just start punching a bear over and over again. Seems like something dwarves would do, not gonna lie. It does. Fuck, I, I forgot <laughs> to give advantage. Never mind, I'll do that later. So, knight number three is going to run up and non-lethally attack Lupix in his bear form. Come at me, bro. Oh my god, so many things are happen. <laughs> that hits. So the first attack of this knight hits and the second one... I get to roll twice because of advantage. Why does he have advantage? Oh, that hits anyways. Because three enemies. Oh, I thought it was surround. I thought like it was flanking rules, like surrounding, not volume. No, here's the thing is that... Ah, oh, boss. Um, so how, how I put it is that normally if it's just two people, the way I consider it is they need to be on either side. But if it's like three or more people, that's why it's like, it kind of makes sense where it's okay right. to just be like, you know. I got you. So he's going to hit Lupix for the second time mm-hmm. and non-lethally deal another 14 damage. All right. I think I have like three or four concentration spell checks to make. Oof. Let's see. Ah, I, I failed. Well, shit. <laughs> I failed on the first one, everybody. I rolled a one. I uh, No, no, no. Not for being a bear. It's for the Wait, fire. That was for heat metal. Yeah. Oh, I thought what? Yeah. Well, he's like, oh, I lost Thankfully, my form. I was like, confused. Oh, uh, thank goodness. <laughs> Druid transformation does not require concentration. I did almost take 44 damage in a turn, guys. I <laughs> I am a yeah, very that, hurt that bear. That wasn't great. This knight is going to twat Lupix again. Um, non-lethally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You may. You can add that. And hits. Yep. Oof. We need to get you some bear armor. Doing nine damage. Anything, really. True. And misses the second attack. Aha! Next. Oh, jokes on you. I still have two hit points. <laughs> Four hit points. Gora Frontheim. I feel like lying down. Gora stops As and lies Gorif- down. You Hold can on. do other things too. When yeah. when Gora flies down. His mind clears as he finishes the effect suggested by the suggestion. And Gorif is like, what the fuck? <laughs> Stand up oh, and fuck, go. I should be more, more and then he gets shit. back up. <laughs> well, it's all I can do: lie down and get back up. No, that's that's well, literally it just takes half your movement, half your speed. You, you move twelve feet, so oh. you can still move towards knights or cardinal. Either way, they'll kill the cardinal, kill or their mages. Then chop his neck off. Yeah, thing. Let's see here. Well, I am going to go to. Wait, where is the cardinal? He's this blank box. The blank one next right to above me. you. Oh, I am going to. Move to the red cardinal and fuck him in the face with my axe. And then I'm going to go clinkity. Fuck you. And then I'm going to fuck him up Wait, with my select axe. select him first. Back. Select him first. How does one select? Don't you control click. Control click. Oh, cool. So Excellent. what's going to happen okay. is that... Wait, can I, I, um, I choose... I'm not lucky that. Um, fuck Wait. you. Wait, that was going to hit. <laughs> so it, Did it hit? Y- you see it, it as hit. it's about to hit. Fuck, why doesn't he have fucking shield? What's this bullshit? <laughs> what's, what's Red Cardinal's AC? 12, um, apparently. Not great. Oh my god, it, wait, what? <laughs> if it doesn't hit, I'm lucky. It does. It does hit. It does hit. Oh, okay. sure enough. Then I fuck him up with the light splinter, I guess. Are you gonna smite why him? <laughs> and then I fucking get out light splinter and I uh, fuck him up with axe. Eh. Yeah. 
I lost. I, I kind of lost my shtick halfway through. Fuck you, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> also, Luke picks. Why are you in a room on Byron? I'm not. I'm right next. Oh, right. Oh, that's, I'm, I'm in the polar bear form. Yeah. 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 Wait, you wait, have wait, a second, second attack, attack, and also oh. the mind. Oh fight. fuck! It's red cardinals. Go. No, it's not. Oh it's yeah, I should use divine smite. And you should also attack for your second attack. Oh yes, and then I get out. Like, how do I use divine smite? <laughs> Just roll to <the> hit first. <laughs> Okay, and then I get out Light Splinter again for a second blow, <laughs> and I bring it up above my head, and I roll a one. But then, but then something happens, and I'm very lucky, and I get another attack, and I roll a four. <laughs> you still hit, though. <laughs> okay. Right, now roll regular damage. And then I roll regular damage with Light Splinter, and roll nine. <laughs> Total damage. And then I roll, plus, and then I get like even more lucky. And then I get okay, that's two lucky. He's gone, and I get a bit lucky, and I do. Wait, no, you don't. You can't use lucky to reroll yeah. damage rolls. Oh fuck! Yes, you want divine smite, so more d8s. Yeah, and I then I you rule. Can, how how many spell slots do you have, Gorif? I have. Like, what's your uh, highest spell slot? I have. He has second level spells. Second right, level spells. A second level divine smite. Okay. Which is 3d8? 3d8 radiant damage. Radiant damage? Yeah. Indeed. Okay, that is a lot of damage. So roll 3d8 and, you know. Bong. Nice. So 17 additional radiant damage to the red Fucking protocol. hell, that is a lot of damage. I did not know that was a thing. You, you did. Oh We've God. gone over this before. <laughs> I know, but like, I didn't know it did that much damage. And I did. Is, did I? Does Divine Smite count as a bonus Whoa. action? I don't think it does, does it? No. Nope. Do you have done that no on action. both his attacks? Yes. Yeah. All right. Do you have another second level spell? I do. Then do it again. Roll three more d8s. Fucking hell. An additional 11. So I think you dealt 28, 37, 57 damage. 57. In one turn. At the cost of two level two spell slots. That is insane. Just a funny thing, he's fucking dead. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. He just killed this but, little girl's dad. <laughs> Say goodbye I to the arc, everyone. the Red Cardinal. Yes, you did. Garth does it again. Kills, <laughs> kills important <laughs> character. And then he oh, fucking comes out of the shadows with his axe gleaming <laughs> and splices his head in half as brains pour out everywhere and it goes deeper right into in his body his traumatized as daughter. it spliced his sister no no it's this <laughs> spliced, spliced his neck into two and then he fucking brings his axe out and his head looks like the heads of one of those demagogons in Stranger Things as he oh, collapses to the floor decimated by Goreth from the Heim the Dwarven Paladin <laughs> and there yeah. bye bye Plot twist, that was a clone. <laughs> no, it's he's actually the There you go. The fuck? <laughs> so Gorif, you're standing over the dead corpse of the red cardinal. His brain split out on the floor. The dwarves decked out in armor, horse stand there, silent, as they stare down, dead leader, the major stand there too. There's a silence in the room. Sabrina is crying at the dead body of her father. The knights drop their weapons and they just stand there forlorn. And the gods at this point in time look at the party with that kind of look where these guys are terrible, terrible people. And they basically, unless you're going to resist, they're going to try and restrain you. 
Oh, Chieflings don't do great. I don't know prison. that our party would go quietly. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Dorothy's oh, just gonna yell. Okay, you know what? That's a good point. We're all to get gonna the be convicts on the run. Just party on end. Exactly. Oh shit! I think so, we're gonna uh, resist, right? I think yeah. we're gonna resist arrest. Just to make sure we're on the same page. Uh, yep. Yep. All right. Morris wants to try something. Okay. So Morris is just gonna lie down and then shake his head when the suggestion goes away and stand back up. And he's just going to kind of look at the Cardinal's dead body, look at Sabrina and everyone else in the room when the guards approach. And Morris is just going to say, well, this fucking got out of hand. And he's going to focus on the guards and then say, look, this escalated into a real bad thing. But I, we know we're, we won't just go. I, I can't do that. So here's what I'm going to say. If we fight, we might die, you might die. And to be honest, I just don't fucking want to deal with that potential shit right now. So I say we just walk away, leave, and we never see each other again. The gods pause for a second, and they've seen what you've done to the Red Cardinal. He was clearly quite someone of power, right? And they silently stand to the side. And one of them gives you a nod. And Morris just glances between the mages and the knights. And then he's just going to focus his attention on Sabrina. And he's just going to say, I'm, I'm sorry. And he's going to pull out the bag of 6,000 gold that he got from the tournament. Just drop it in her hands and just start walking out. What does the rest of the party do? Gonif is just going to stand there. Lupix in his polar bear form is going to look in between Sabrina and Morris and Gorif. Uh, he's going to gonna take a different exit. He's going to exit out of a different door than Morris took. What's Gorif going to do? Nothing. The gods look at Gorif and say, you're not going? Gorif's going to sigh and go the same way Morris did. Sabrina fills the cobble brown underneath her knees and in front of her is the dead body of her father. The tears still stain her face and a pouch of gold worth 6,000 lies beside her. She slowly gets up to her feet and wipes the tears away. She walks out of the building, and in the wind, a whisper can be heard. I'll fucking kill him. So Goliath is gonna walk out of the building, and he feels he didn't expect the Red Cardinal to go down like that, and it's kind of the culmination of the last month of his life. Before that, before all of this happened, he had kind of lost his way, and now he's feeling like that again. So he he goes he goes back into town, and he goes back to the church. And ever since he tried to talk to the gods in the church, but he didn't um succeed. He's kind of been it's in the back of his mind, kind of festering that he's lost this this power that he worked so hard to get. So he goes he goes to the church and 
he picks up the ceremonial sword and he strikes the statue. The sword clangs against the statue. It reverberates, but there's nothing. Goliath drops the sword and looks up with a feeling of fuck you and fuck me at the same time. Because he had failed at this. He was annoyed at himself for a multitude of reasons. So he, he gets it. He summons his gorge. And he punches Gorgeous in the face so he would shut the fuck up. And he decides to ride out somewhere. He's going back to Handerholt to see if he can repair what he had lost back then. Lupix, after leaving the corpse of the Cardinal and his weeping daughter behind him, exits out of a different door than the other two members of the adventuring party. And kind of just walks around without really a destination in mind for a little bit. He begins to approach the dainty flower. Upon seeing Morris walk out the front door, like, with tears in his eyes, he more, like, hides himself behind an alleyway and just kind of lets Morris pass before he himself comes to the dainty flower. He's kind of Resolved with himself with what he wants to do. He enters the, the front door and sees Elizabeth crying as well. Kind of takes a moment to regard the dainty flower and he takes a couple of moments to think like maybe Elizabeth might even, it, it might be possible for her to be safe here. But he knows that that's kind of more just wishful thinking than anything else. Because she's a tiefling. She's not going to be safe anywhere. So he's going to walk up to her. Kind of. Stand over her. I think it's time for us to go Elizabeth. She looks up. To Lupix. With tears in her eyes. And she. Gets off her chair. And. Reaches up to hold his hand. Yeah, he, he takes her hand in his. Later that evening, you, you can kind of see Lupix and Elizabeth moving from building to building, trying to stay out of sight, uh, trying to stay out of light even, as they make their way to the very, very poor part of town. You can see that most of it is just like a shambling wreck. The various buildings are in various shades of disrepair. And you can tell that he's moving very, very quickly and very, very purposefully. Uh, he comes to this building that's got holes in the roof, but a pristine metal door. And he knocks on it three times. The door opens slowly with a creak. And he's going to look at the, his fellow tiefling in the eyes. Tell Lucrezia that Lucian's here. So after Morris drops the bag of gold at Sabrina's side and steps out of the building, he knows what he has to do. 
and makes his way to the dainty flower. Theresa is standing at the counter, cleaning a glass, and looks up when Morris enters. Are the girls around? I'd like to have a word with the three of you. Sometime later, Theresa and Sarah and Elizabeth sit at the table with Morris. So he'll start by just kind of looking at Elizabeth first and says, You remember that chat we had a couple of weeks ago about wanting to do the right thing, but sometimes not having that work quite right? Elizabeth softly says, Yes? Well... Some worse things have happened in the last couple of hours. And I have to, I have to do the right thing. (laughs) And Morris is going to pull out the bag of holding. And he's going to just pull out what's left of his gold. As well as the safe that he stole from the Red Cardinal's previously looted place. And he's also going to take out his two weapons, his hammer and his sword, and just put those down behind him, and then hand the bag of holding to Teresa. And he's going to say, I don't think that I'll be needing these, and I'd rather hope that it gets put to good use in your hands. I've just got one more stop to make, and then the guards. She takes it silently, and Elizabeth stares at Morris, with tears welling up in her eyes. But she stays silent. And Morris is going to just kneel down in front of Elizabeth and just kind of grab her two hands in his and just quietly say, You've been around us for a lot of not good things, and I. I'm sorry about that, but even with all of that, you're a real good kid, and and just whatever you decide to do with your life if you decide to just do whatever it is that you think is right you got a lot better head on your shoulders than I do (laughs) so just trust your gut and I, I think you're gonna be okay out there just Take care of yourself, kid. 
and he'll he'll reach to pull her into a hug. She squeezes Morris tight, and tears begin to pour out of her eyes. So, after a solid minute or so, he'll stand up and just give Sarah a pat on the head and just say, Oh, you're a good kid, too. I'm sorry that I didn't have the time to get to know you quite as well, but your mom is good people, so I've got faith that you are, too. And he'll turn to Teresa then. And before saying anything, he'll just hold his arms out to see if she'll give him a hug. She gives him a hug and pats him on the back. And while they're hugging, he'll just kind of whisper in her ear. Just... Keep an eye on them. I think, I think they'll be all right. But, well, you know, you're better at all this than I am. But um, I'm sorry that I'm not going to be around to see what happens. And he'll let go and take a step back. And he'll look down at his weapons. And then he'll just glance up at them and say, I I was planning to go visit Doric after this and let him take those, but for fuck's sake, I'm I'm fucking done after this. If you could just get those to him, that'd be great. Teresa gives you a silent nod. And... Morris is just going to give one last wet smile as tears are dripping down. Sniffle, turn around, and go straight to the guard station. Makes eye contact with one of the guards who was at the death of the cardinal. Just gives a nod and holds out his wrists. Morris feels the friction of rope as it's tied around his arms. And he's led away, not protesting, as the door closes behind him. And with that, thank you all for listening to Arc 1 of the Riftwake podcast. You can join us next week as we will do a recap on the entire arc. And we will talk about where the characters go and what our plans are for Arc 2. After which, we will begin a short mini campaign run by Remy for about a month before we begin Arc 2. That's it for today, and thank you for listening.